0: Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients with your host, Joel Miner. Listening to the show, you'll learn how to avoid the unnecessary pain and avoidable costs that commonly occur in the building and renovating process. Joel will also inspire you with his knowledge, experience and ideas on how to make your home a place to suit your lifestyle for years to come.
1: Welcome to the very first episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. So today I'm speaking with Steve Glover from Paragon Homes. He specialises in the design and construct of custom-built new homes and also architectural homes. Now, he's a Toowoomba-based builder, and we're going to be talking about the current situation that the world's in with COVID-19, how it's going to affect the building industry and how it may affect you whether you're going through a current building or renovation process and what things you can put in place to protect yourself. So it's going to provide a lot of opportunity for ideas, uh, with the spare time a lot of people are going to have. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Uh, firstly, can you just tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into the industry?
0: Hey, Joel. Uh, mate, thanks uh, for the opportunity, first and foremost. Um, I think it's great to be able to talk building, especially in this time when things are a little bit up the air. But, um, yeah, a little bit uh, about ourselves. So, um, my company, Paragon Homes, we, we kicked off in 2011. And uh, prior to that, so I um, did... Uh, my traditional sort of way into being built, doing an apprenticeship in carpentry. And um, that was about 2002, I think, after a short stint at university becoming a teacher, which quickly yep. found that wasn't really the, uh, the, the avenue we wanted to take. And uh, and then it was it really sort of happened by accident, I suppose. It was time, if you weren't going to go to uni, you had to go out and get a job and got a job um, just labouring with one of dad's mates who was a chippy at the time. Yep. And um, flowed on from there, picked up an apprenticeship with uh, one of the, the, I suppose, more the, the prestige builders around Toowoomba here, which was really good. Got an opportunity to work with uh, some older chippies, um, guys that are sort of – did it the traditional way. And we did a lot of different things. It wasn't sort of in that project market where you you really – you sort of knock them up each day and every day. You're doing the same sort of thing. So I learned a lot of things, Um being able and very fortunate I believe to to be able to have that opportunity to work under some some fantastic tradesmen and learn the craft of carpentry and uh yeah and then sort of flowed on from there and it's probably a bit uncanny it, it was actually the last financial crisis that we saw hit that really got me into building um I was I was happy trucking along being a subcontractor and then the, the GFC hit in, in 2009 i think i believe it was Yep. and uh the, the builder at the time had had contracts fall over uh basically work dried up and it was sort of a conversation where it was was fend for yourself and it was a bit of a wake up call and was like oh well what am I going to do now so that that at that, that point again like it was is an opportunity The the downturn in site work um actually turning up going to sites and, and physically building a house wasn't wasn't there so um it was an opportunity to do the extra study so I did the cert four in building at that time and knocked around doing a bit of real estate maintenance to um, just to, to get over just... the income, to to pay the bills. And then um, from there on in, we sort of, we sort of flowed on created, started out as a sole trader, just trading as Steve of building and then into yeah. the company side of things with, with Paragon Homes. So um, it, uh, I suppose nothing ever happens by accident and, and sort of you get there different ways, but um. Yeah, had had the last financial crisis not hit, then I, I don't know whether we would be here where we are today, or whether we're just staying in our comfort zone, I suppose. So that's uh, really where we are today. Like it is, a, there's a lot of devastation, I think, around the the, the economy at the moment. But the opportunities that it, it's opened up or will open up for for different businesses is is going to be going to be there as well.
1: So. Yeah, I th- I think too a lot of people uh, work a lot better too when they're sort of backed into a corner and they don't have. Uh, much of an opportunity to, or much option to do something. They've got to do something. They don't have a choice. So,
0: which... yeah, it's exactly it's that it's that fight or flight. So you either you pack it up, give it up, and sort of throw the toys out of the cot and um, yeah, don't worry yep. about it, or you you have to you have to aim up. You have to you have yep. to find different ways. You have to be creative. And um, and <clears throat> that's really and that, where we are at the moment.
1: So. And that's where the opportunity faces too. And like you said, the GFC, you've made a decision, sort of. 12 years ago to move into the extra study and provide opportunity to get you into the, you know, run your own business and b- become a builder yourself. Um, but, you know, th- we're at another point now, 12 years later that, you know, that's going to provide opportunity elsewhere as much crisis and damage that's going on in the world. And the way the media's ta- media is talking about things with COVID-19. Um, yeah. I think it's going to provide a, a bit, fair bit of opportunity for the businesses and people that can uh, manage to sort of think their way out of it for the time being and, and, basically go into survival mode.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think there will be a lot of, we're talking building businesses that will just shut the doors, sit around and, and wait for it to blow over and, and be back into it. But sort of, we don't want to do that. We want to like, yes, we're probably going to be limited on what we can do, uh, on the job sites, uh, physically and turning up and obviously with social distance and all the requirements we've got to adhere to. But, um, the opportunity with uh, being able to, I, I suppose, educate people at this time, um, if we do go into a lockdown situation where they're, they're, people's social activities are going to be very limited, there's going to be a, an opportunity with with a larger audience there. Like a lot of people, people are going to be all over the, the Facebook, the Instagrams and all that sort of thing, trying to, to fill in their days, so... Um, being do, able to do something constructively like you're, you're doing with this podcast um, and, and getting information out there and, and sort of basically building a uh, building a community around information um, I think that's that's going to be massively where a lot of businesses look to to go to and and, and it is to help people out because again I think uh, on the other end of the side as, as a client you um, I know there's going to be some economical hardship there for people who have lost their jobs, but if you are in a position to be able to to move forward with the, with a home or, or an investment or those sort of things, it's going to be it's going to be a great opportunity, a great time to be able to do that. Because uh, I think, the yeah, crisis a, lot, going on.
1: And a lot of people have got time to probably do a bit more research and sort of figure out what they do and don't like within their house and they can sort of, you know, start making lists of some of the things, you know, because some people, like, they'll still be affected, but, you know, doctors or nurses or you know, people that are going to be absolutely flat out for the next however long, um, you know, when they get a bit of spare time too, they're going to have, you know, the opportunity to do stuff to, to be able to create something if they're deciding to renovate or go through a building process also.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, again, I think a lot of people will realise, like you, you just did mention, that um, how how their, their, their homes are, are, are built or created the spaces in their homes, if they are actually suitable for, their living requirements, being stuck in a home. Um, I suppose it's different to be able to just come home, drop your bags off, have a sleep and go back to work yeah, the next exactly day. Right. So, and that's really why we, we changed our, our whole business um, philosophy around. We were set up with the, the project style, your standard plans and this and that. and, 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 and steering people down that path. But we really wanted to to get in and, and understand our clients. And I think that's the, the, the key to building. Like building a home, it, it is a massive investment, a huge financial investment. It's a big emotional investment as well. So to, to, to put in like, around Toowoomba here, we probably nearly spent about half a million bucks by the time you put your, your land and your house on. And that and that's your, your starting point. So if you're investing half a million bucks you want to be able to get a home that, that that sort of is is going to tick the boxes of your requirements. And everybody's different. There's not a, a one size fits all for yeah. a for a home like traditionally. That's that's the process of the build. You this is what the builders do. You get what they give you. So and, and that shouldn't be the case. You, it's your investment as a uh, as a client and right through from the design. Like there's a, there's a lot of things we look at in regards to functionality depending on the the information we uncover through through our um, our systems that we use, our signature system process at the start. Like if you've um, someone who, who loves movies, doesn't cook in that, why would you want to put the bulk of your budget into doing yeah. a big flash kitchen with exactly the ovens right. and that? So, and vice versa, if you're an entertainer, you don't spend time watching movies, why would you need a movie and why wouldn't you make it? sure that, that flowing kitchen out to your outdoor area is going to serve the needs that you require? So, yeah, exactly. yeah it's, it's a great sort of way to go about it. And, and these homes that people are going to be stuck in at the moment, I think they'll see that. And guys like you for renovations, how can we alter those homes to make sure that if, if something like this happens again, and, and who knows, we may not see that in our lifetime. We may, we may do that just with um, how things evolve, but to make sure that if, if you are, there, that your home is going to be a place that you can enjoy. You're not going to feel like you're trapped in a jail if you are locked in your home. You're going to be able to enjoy your lifestyle, still be able to, to get as much out of it as you can just by basically having having spaces in your home that um, promote the way that you want to live your lifestyle.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. And I I think with what you just said before with, um, you know, like obviously if someone's not big on cooking, then why would they want to have spend a lot of money on a kitchen? So I think yeah, that's exactly. really really yeah. good to... It's making sure the builder they're using or they're talking to actually understands where they're coming from and what, what exactly they're after, which, you know, comes back to maybe creating a bit of a list of the things they do and don't like doing within their home because, you know, you don't want to, like you said, you don't want to have a sort of one-size-fits-all sort of plan because, you know, it's not going to suit the sort of personality that person's um, and, and the way they the way they live also.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's one of the, the funny things about the building industry, particularly in the, We'll call it the the marketing or the advertising. So uh, that uh, I I sort of I do laugh at when you hear a builder say we're the best value or greatest great value. I was like, well, how can you provide value without even understanding what your client wants? Like you could be yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like someone's trying to dig a hole and and you sell them a a pitchfork sort of thing yeah. like that's the pitchfork was cheap yeah that's great but it's not going to do the job that you want it <laughs> yeah. to do so there's it's absolutely no value at all to you so yeah exactly
1: right yeah so um relating back to this covid19 and how obviously it's going to affect some of the, some homeowners that you know may be able to you know in a bit of a harsh reality at the moment we all have to face but um if, even if they're halfway through a build you know they might be starting to stress out on some of the things that you know they've they may not have a job or they may they be concerned about, you know, the job they're working in may not be able to be there for much longer. Um, yep. And some of the things they might have to, precautions or things they may, ha- may have to put in place. And I guess also it's going to, you know, start slowing down the progress of jobs um, from your perspective or a builder's perspective as well because of, you know, supply issues or transport or, um, you know, things, not, things aren't
0: going to be moving as quickly either. So... Yeah, for for sure, for sure. I I suppose firstly on the the financial side of things and sort of I've been having conversations with my mortgage broker. We've got a a build going for ourselves at the moment, a new display home and and those sort of things as well. And it is is a a tough conversation to have, but it is the reality that we face, like you said, um, just then. uh, People losing their jobs, like we've seen, Business closures, and, and we do feel for all those sort of the hospitality, all those side of the industry where you, where you are really personal dealing with people, basically shut down. Uh, so that there's incomes gone. Um, well, that just there, there is nothing there yeah. for those sort of guys. So if they're they're through through building a home, I know that uh, the, the hardship of that. And the reality is that the economy does need to go on. Uh, I think we'll see. Well, we have seen a bit of stimulus come through. Um, yeah, in I think, regards to, to, to from the government to do that, and I think we'll see more in whether it'll be specific to the building industry to um, to, to help out people in that situation. Um,
1: yep, or even those, employees, signs, I suppose. Yeah, also yep. that you know that have lost their job. There are incentives, or not incentives, but um, there know, are yeah to help yep. people out. I suppose for the time being, but. At the same time, I suppose it's probably not going to be enough, but hopefully, it's enough to sort of, you know, be able to get by for the time being, and a lot of people just to survive. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, exactly. It, it, as you say, it's not going to replace their income, and uh, the, the the thing is, I suppose too, if we do, if we are isolated, that our our living expenses are going to come down. On the flip side of that as well, you're not going to be able to go out and go to the pub or, or go and have a punt on the horses or do those those luxuries that we do spend some time on. So, yeah, exactly I think we'll right. find that. So, sort of there will be, I'm not saying that there'll be extra money that people aren't spending in their day-to-day living because they they physically can't. And, yep. um, and we're trying ha- to get through to that. And it um, will have
1: to go elsewhere too, I suppose, because, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. And, and that's the the stimulus, I suppose, they're putting into businesses with the, the tax. It, it is to keep, it's not really to, to jam it in your pocket, it is to yeah. get out there and spend Just, it with these businesses that are really hurting.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, so with
0: regards to, uh, yeah, to the site sort of stuff as well. Yeah,
1: well, I suppose from a, um, yeah, well, site, site point of view as well. So, like, obviously, um, if, you know, things are going to start slowing down on jobs as well, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they are. Um, like, we're doing absolutely everything we can to to keep moving forward with the jobs. One, because, uh, like, so many people rely on us. We use all our local subbies, all uh, local uh, suppliers, which are, we know they're locally owned, so I feel the responsibility is while we can, uh, whilst adhering to the, the social distancing and the requirements, we need to be able to to keep pushing forward because these families rely on that income for them to live, so yep. um, that's one side of things, but we have taken steps as well along the build process, so for instance, when we, we might have had two or three trades on site at any one time, but we've, we've had to expand the schedule, so when we're roughing in, the electrician gets his couple of days there too. The plumber will come in after that. So it, it might have stretched yep. what is a, a roughing from a week to maybe two weeks just so we're getting it's sort that. of taking
1: precautions as well, I suppose, just <clears throat> to try and yeah. do your part. Um, oh, exactly,
0: because it is, as the government's made out, this isn't a it's sort of, it, it's not a, a little issue and we need to, be responsible in, in, in our actions as well to ensure that we're not spreading the disease of the COVID-19 and make sure that, um, basically all the precautions are in place that, um, that's not going to be even a possibility. Yeah. Um,
1: and I guess as a builder too, you also do like a lot of face-to-face communication with either catching up with the homeowner or a client or, you know, like you said, the trades are running through. So I guess there's, you know, you can improvise some of the things I'm I'm assuming you're probably already doing also with, you know, online or online or going to like a Zoom meeting or something, you know, that, uh, you know, you don't have to physically be in contact with people also, I suppose. Yes, for
0: sure. For sure. Um like traditionally, well, we do have the display home and, and they, we've actually closed that to public access now, So, but uh, we're still very much open for business. And uh, through those lines of communication that you mentioned, so either over the phone or Zoom, the beauty of technology, if this happened probably even 20 years ago, we yeah. would have been Stuffed. basically shut down to a standstill. But now we're able to uh, have a conversation and we've got some upcoming clients as well. We'll we book in with our, uh, our designer, and also our clients, and sit down in front of the computer. We can still have those conversations. We can still um, forward files and pictures and photos uh, via email or, or um, file sharing. Yeah. So the communication's there, and that's it's probably uh, again one of the um, you know, hidden benefit of, of what we're going to go through is the communication. They can be a bit lackluster between builders. And clients yep. um, but by introducing these zooms like again through the design phase but also like we, we try to keep our clients heavily involved or heavily updated throughout the, the build process but to be able to they can jump on their phone at lunchtime uh, organize the time go to site do a jump on facetime or zoom or, or anything like that and do a walk through you can actually show them their home they can ask you questions oh what's that's happening in uh, the bathroom here or look at their net, where you want to position a niche or something like that. or um, yep. And really you can, so you can still give them all that experience. Obviously it's not going to be the, this, as yeah, good as not, being yeah. on site, but the reality is we have to be able to improvise and, and the show yeah. must go on. And we still need to communicate. We can't use this as an excuse. As, oh, we can't meet no. you on site. Yeah, so we'll just do what we do. Cause that's where you, you see in the build press, if you don't get that communication, that's where sort of breakdowns will happen. And, it's too late at the end of the turns job the custard, say, oh, yeah. yeah i thought this was going to happen and this is that and like and that's where the real expensive if you can you can keep your clients updated right throughout and, and involved then you can pick up bits and pieces along the way because uh, we do take for granted builders uh, and everybody's been guilty of this i've been guilty of this myself is we assume that the, the client see knows what's in our head um, yeah. like we see a plan and and envision that what it's going to look like once it's completed our clients aren't builders they don't deal with this all day every day so yeah exactly. they're not they, they can't do it that what they thought was going to happen in their head from the plans is, is totally different to what we knew was going to happen so um yep. yeah yep. just Which making is, it's sure so can, common yeah so exactly common. and that's yep. one of the probably probably the most um Point, I suppose, and I think, like you
1: said, with them walking through and doing the communications, whether it be face to face or online with video or something, um, yeah, at least you know they can see it coming to life. And you know, I think a lot of people or homeowners that are doing or going through a building process need visuals. They need something to be able to see, like a picture or something, almost like an end result. Or as you're going through, you sort of, you know, like you said, the communication needs to be right there from the start to, uh, to make sure that you know. They 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 can sort of because a lot of times what they think and what the builder has are two different things.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and that's pretty much the way you get around those. Uh, well, one of the things I hate about the building industry is the people that build a home, and the first thing they say is a nightmare. I'd never do it again because because constructing a home, the actual building of a home, is a very simple process. Basically, every builder knows how to build a home, but it's just being able to communicate. Make sure that, that we understand the clients. That we we understand their expectations of us, and also they understand our expectations of them as well. So yeah. once we can we can put that all on paper, black and white, um, everybody yeah. is of an understanding. Then, then the build process can actually be quite a quite an enjoyable time, and it should be too, because it's one thing to get a get a great home, a quality home, as a lot of builders will tell you, but should have a great time along the way and actually enjoy it um we were lucky enough to to hand one over last night and the conversation we had with with our clients at that time is was everybody's told us about how much of a pain it was uh to build a home but he said oh, look i'd go again tomorrow so yeah that's, uh, that's awesome. like that's yeah and that's the sort of things that Really, I suppose, get the hands on your arms or hands on the back of your neck standing up when you get that feedback from a client, that it it, it, it was a, a, an enjoyable process uh, to build the home. And, and it really, that the, the reward we get for, for trying to, to do something different, to, to change the standard processes of what was accepted previously from the building industry.
1: Yep. Yeah, Definitely yeah it, yeah what well, lives it makes you feel like what you've done is is right, and it you know, makes you want to do the, do even better for the next one as well
0: yeah, exactly, because really all business is relationships, um, yeah. whether you're building a home, whether you're, you're selling them a, a, a pizza for dinner or whatever it's about creating a rapport and a, a relationship where they they had a great time that's when they they're, they're going to be able to promote sort of what you did for them to 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 the wider community yeah definitely um also with
1: well creating there's obviously going to be a bit of transport supply issues at some point at this point in time are you having much issues with transporting or getting gear or material side of things
0: uh for the time being touchwood we've been pretty lucky we are starting to see um a few areas are uh, being a bit limited um it, it, I think it is a bit of a wake-up call for the, the whole country. We did ship all manufacturing. We're is, is so heavy, heavily reliant on those um, international markets. So we are having a few drums with things like light fittings, um, switches, uh, mainly electrical, yep. so uh, those sort of things. The electrical cable, I know electricians have been limited to, to be able to purchase two drums of cable Per day, so yeah, right. um, I think they typically go probably between three and four for for a rough in uh to, yep. to do a home. So those sort of things are going to come in. I know it will happen. There's going to be more and more um come through. We we we're constantly talking to our suppliers to Keep try updated. and foresee yeah yep. foresee and and pass it on to our clients as soon as we know. We need to make sure our clients know that um there could be a delay and 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 it, it is fair and reasonable. Everybody's been very reasonable about it. Yeah, they understand it. It's outside anybody's yeah, control at definitely. the moment. Um, but a lot of the things where, like, China's massive in manufacturing, pretty much nearly everything's going through China as well. Even, like, our, our color bond coils that come over flat and we, we yep. roll them into color Uh that's going to go. A lot of the steel is... Uh, from,
1: um, yeah, from China also. From really, China,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, we especially when we send over the... Um, the pure, the, the pure um, commodity that we send to them, they process it, sell it and back to it us. Yet. Yeah, all your, your reinforcing steel in the slabs, those sort of things. Uh, that's what we're on watch for at the moment. Yeah,
1: at some point, um, it's going to create a bit of an issue somewhere it, down the track.
0: It is going to create an issue, and I know speaking to like the HIA or the, the master builders have, have advice on their, their contracts to make sure that you are. Oh, well, HI initially was 50 days extra on a, on a build um, time. So, yep. yeah, like we we try and take everything manageable. And there, there's things you can do as well. So whether that's sort of pivoting on the run and being able to change through yeah, uh, the communications yeah. is, right, we can't get this product. Can we substitute it with something else that is more available or, or a local or Australian-made product yep. that we've got access to, one, support the Australian economy, but also... Make sure that that home is going to still get the result that the, the clients desire. Yeah, not
1: settling for something less, I guess, yeah, in not a way, so that they less. you know
0: they yeah, live like, a like
1: I wish, wish we'd done something to you know, to yeah. wish we didn't put that in, or you know, later on. Yeah,
0: yeah, but and but still get their job progressing too. Cause exactly right. Yeah, because you yeah. don't
1: want to come to a standstill because it's costing everyone money at uh, it, at a point too. They they're paying interest on a loan, and um, you know, you you're paying money on overdraft or or whatnot yeah, yeah, as well too
0: exactly you've got a cash flow issues there as well but yep. again for the clients so that's one thing we are they they still have their costs associated with yeah paying off a loan and if they're not being able to if it's an investment home or, or a home they live in one they're not being able to get a, a return on their money if they're if you've got a three-quarter built home yep uh, or you're not being able to enjoy the benefits of actually enjoying and living in that home yep. so yeah that's one thing we are We've got a couple. Well, that's we sort of pushed through that handover last night. We've got one that's about two weeks away, which we're really doing all things that we can without again having 30 blokes on job site all over the top of each other. We're we're doing as much as we can trying to to push them through, get them, get the trade out, get the next one in so we can um, hopefully get these guys in. Yeah, get these guys into their home prior to if we do go into. Uh, more uh, severe stages of, yep. of sort of isolation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, makes it hard for everyone, so. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: and it's an unprecedented time, too. So, like, we haven't been, nobody's been through this, so nobody knows what to expect, what's going to happen next. Or, so or what it, to
1: do either, really. Everyone's oh, just, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's just
1: and, making it up on the go and just doing yeah. what you can do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you see the Prime Minister on and then every night doing there i don't envy his job at all Because i think he's doing a a, a fairly fairly good job in, in the information that he's getting but it just changes so rapidly yep. and, and they're doing the same sort of thing they've got to pivot and be able to adapt to the to, to what happens next and um yeah it, it is very trying times so but uh and from well,
1: a, i suppose from a couple of concerns that maybe someone who's building or renovating or a homeowner's perspective um you know, they may be concerned, slightly concerned on the builder they're using, or you know, they could be potentially going broke or half, you know, halfway through their project. Um, yep. You know, which is it's not really a nice thing to talk about, but it is a reality. We, they may, someone may be facing, or you know, a builder may be facing.
0: because yeah, for sure. Their overheads and, and, aren't stopping. Yeah, yeah, and sh- like I think traditionally, the building business is, is one we do see the most businesses go under as well and that's yep. purely before that just because of the building practices and some builders get desperate and they're sort of chasing their tail and um, trying to, to sort of rob Peter to pay Paul and that's just a never-ending cycle and yep. it ends up in doom and gloom and that's again this COVID is only going to add, add to that as well so Again, if you are thinking of, of building, if anybody is thinking of building, it, it's a conversation that you have to have. What measures does the builder have in place to make sure that they're going to be there yes. come come the end of this cycle? Uh, what are they doing to to ensure that they can they can cover their costs? Um, I know the QBCC did that um, a little bit at the end, or to, in Queensland here at the end of uh, last year with your financial requirements being able to prove them, so you can cover your turnover and those sort of make, things. Yeah, making um, sure
1: the builder has the money in the bank yeah. basically to support what they're doing also. Yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. But um, it, it is a conversation to have with your builder because you don't want to be three-quarters of the way through your builder because you, your builder doesn't have a a, a, um, a strategy to, to yeah. come out the end of it. They're, they're sort of burying their head in the sand, crossing their fingers and yeah. sort of closing their eyes and sort of waking me up when it's over and we'll see what we can do then. Yep. um that it, it, it's only going to add to the heartache, and the, the, the reality is there is going to be heartache out there. But if you can re- basically try and prevent put it back to reduce or eliminate that, yep. then it's going to only be beneficial one to the builder, two to the contractors, but also to the to the clients building their home too. So. The
1: same as anything, prevention's better than cure, isn't it? Oh, for
0: sure, so, for sure. Um, and, 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 and it's too late once you once you've been hit by it. Then yep, that's too late. You need to try and and a yeah, lot of a lot, I think a
1: lot of people forget about or don't not forget but cuz they're not 100% sure with a uh, renovation or building process that there is a QBCC home warranty, warranty insurance in Queensland which covers um, it basically a lot of a lot of people aren't sure what that insurance covers but basically it covers uh, homeowners or people who are ren- going through a renovating process or building anything over $3,300 um, is designed to cover that homeowner from basically protecting them. It's nothing to do with the build. A lot of people think it's to do with the builder's insurance, but all that is purely to do is just to protect the homeowner themselves from if their builder goes broke, runs off, can't finish their job and they're halfway through it. Um, so that's a really important insurance that uh, it's it's mandatory to pay. Um, so it's a good thing to check that they have actually paid your QBCC home warranty insurance for basically before your build goes ahead really too, isn't
0: it? Yeah, 100%. As you just said, it. it, it... The builders don't get anything out of that protection. Wise, that's purely there to to protect the, the client uh, around the um, around yeah something going wrong with the builder um, yeah falling over, not being able to finish it, doing a runner or whatever those sort of things. But um, yeah, the, the equal protection is to have that, that conversation. Yeah, that's there. It, it's still like all insurance, is it, a bit of a pain and something that you you hope you never like, have yeah, to last resort call on so yep. you, you can sort of your own peace of mind and get that um, I suppose a little bit more um,
1: certainty yeah, and ch- yeah
0: yeah confidence in your building and certainty with your builder by by having that conversation as well so and it, it, I suppose it's one of those things that is a red flag if you do talk to your builder and they they avoid it or they don't want to talk about it then is that a red flag sort of yeah. moving forward with those Definitely. guys with, with, with that company or with that sole trader or, or anything like that. So it, there's a lot of things, um, yeah, like questions that, that, that clients should ask. Yep. Uh, and that's probably one that should get out. It would be one that's avoided. And it is an uncomfortable question. It is an yes. uncomfortable conversation. And vice versa, we, we have conversations around if, if clients aren't, Going through finance, which a lot a lot do, but if they're, they're sort of if they're a cash buyer, then we require them to, to to show us, so we've got the confidence they they do have the funds to complete this project yeah. as well. So it's it's all a two way street. It's not the client expecting something of the builder, and the builder sort of being their puppet or, or being their slave. It really needs to to come together, and and that's when the, the most success comes is, is is when you you're on the same page. You're more of a team. More, it's not a a transactional relationship where I pay yep. you to do this and you do this um, yeah yep. you come together as a team
1: like you just said there with them sharing sort of honesty and stuff there between each other I think that comes down to trust too so it's making sure they can find a builder they they can trust to to make sure that they feel secure and safe with what they're sharing the information you know so they don't feel like they're getting taken advantage of either
0: exactly right it, it like it's one thing to like I, saw, I say like a real estate transaction where you're buying the property. 30 days, it's done and dusted, you're settled. When you we're dealing with the builder, it's a it's a prolonged relationship. It's 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 through that design phase, it's through the construction phase, it's through the handover, the warranty, and then beyond as well, the maintenance along your home as well. So it, it's at least I think a an 18 month journey that you're on with your builder. Then that's... A that's a long builders. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you if you're from the outset dealing with somebody that you, the phone rings and you, you dread answering it, or um,
1: they never reply or feel, never get back yeah, to
0: you, you don't feel comfortable talking to. Then then that's going to make that eighteen months hell, and that's yeah. where the the building nightmares come in. So that and we we tell our clients, our prospects, sorry, even before they become our clients, like. That conversation, your builder has to be the right fit for you guys, otherwise it 's doom and gloom from the outset yeah. it 's not going to work, and we say look if if we 're not the people that you feel comfortable doing business with, then we 'll try and help you out and get you the right person into try, a position, yeah. yeah, yeah, because we again on the flip side your builder doesn 't want to be um. Like having to feel like they're, it's a chore to deal with their clients. They want to have a great time doing it too. The less headaches, the more, um I, I suppose, efficiencies in, in dealing with everyone and, and enjoying the process. It, it's beneficial for the builder as well. And, yep. and, and it's, it's a win-win I, for everyone. I
1: suppose the relationship you gain with the, your client, and the, you know, or the homeowner, that the gains relationship with the builder as well is also if they get a better relationship, they're going to create a, bit, a lot better connection, and there's going to be a lot better. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? But provide a lot better, not out like a lot better outcome because that builder's going to want to go the extra mile. and going to do want to do the extra bit for them rather than when it's yeah. a transactional sale. It's just a oh yep here you go this is it.
0: Blah, yeah, blah. yeah, and and. Uh, Unfortunately, the industry is a lot of people will be treated as a number they that they are a they're a statistic on a budget sheet so yep. um, and that's great some people want that they just want to be give me a home I'll come and get the keys when it's finished but um for a lot of people it 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 is an investment that they want to be involved with and there's a lot of emotional um Attachment. Emotions that go yeah. into it, emotional attachment to the job and, and especially when it's a it's a home that, that these guys live in. Like that's they deserve to, to, to get a great result uh yeah. in, in all aspects of it and, and the process um, yeah. particularly. So Definitely uh, yeah, super important.
1: Um well with and people that are sort of obviously because of this coronavirus going around, there, there may have been some people looking at wanting to move forward with either renovating or uh, starting a new build, um, which yep. they might potentially wanting to hold off now. But it's obviously going to open a lot of opportunity with a spare time with people working from home or being in isolation. Um, so this is probably like open a lot of opportunity to be a, get creative and, you know, search for online content out there for the ideas and start planning some things too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's... The most important process, I think, or the most important part of the process is that planning stage. And it, it's we've, we've had a lot of clients come to us and they want to start building next week. And you've got to try and get them to take that step back and understand that, look, the, the, the more time and effort that we can put into this planning process, the better result you're going to get at the end of the day. And And now that some of those physical things aren't going to be completed. The, the, as you said, the opportunity is there to, to get in and plan either a new home or a renovation and, and communicate with the, the builder back and forward. Cause um, the ideas you'll be able to toss around um, a, a, and get onto paper um, is, is going to put you sort of in a, in a far better position to move forward. Um, and I, and, and actually going ahead with these jobs as well. I think it's, well, personally, like I'm trying to do as much as I can in the in the construction uh, of sort of new dwellings and, and portfolio stuff for ourselves, because traditionally after a crisis we saw after GFC, sort of that that eighteen months, two years, three years after that is when we see the biggest booms as well. So, yeah, uh, if if you if you if you're in a position to be able to invest that money into into your assets because your home is an asset, it is a um, a, a commodity that should be. Something to put you in a better financial position as you sort of go through your life. Um, yeah. And if you can invest that into it now and then reap the rewards of what we'll see. Well, not so much the, the property growth, but with all the stimulus that goes into the economy, all the the, the money that's being produced to put in there, it, it does lead to inflation. So, yep. it's not so much that your uh, your dollars, uh, your house is going up in value, but it's more so that you your dollar doesn't buy as much like you, yeah. you might be paying, I don't know, 10 bucks for a paddle pop or something uh, yep. in, in five years time. So that in turn goes into your house as well. So your uh, the, your cash doesn't buy as much. So the cost of your home, you might've had a, a $500,000 home. If inflation goes through the roof after this, because um, of all the,
1: all the, stuff that's the, the on.
0: Yeah, liquidity that's been put into the, the marketplace, then your house might be uh, up to six hundred thousand in five years' time, yep. where you've still got that cash. If you if you are financing, you've still got that same amount of loan, but you've picked up that hundred thousand in equity. So yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, and that's improves your financial position. Those sort of things and sets you up because we want to be in a, by a point where. It's getting harder and harder to retire as well, so it is a, what a chat we have. We want to make sure that all the, the homes that we're building aren't going to be a financial burden on our clients. So that of. you talk about overcapitalisation um, and those sort of things to make sure that yeah, if you do need to sell this home in five or ten years time, you're not going to be copping a fifty grand hit in your pocket, a hundred thousand hit in your pocket. You want to make sure that's an asset to you, so you can move forward. Um, and you're not stuck in any one position and you move on to bigger and better things as you as your sort of family grows as your life evolves as you move up in the workforce those yes, sort of things
1: definitely and like you said after that GFC that you know one of the biggest booms and bounces back and it's it's something like this isn't going to last forever um, but I think a lot of people get caught up in the you know because the media just constantly talking about it it's all in your face um, yep. you know people under a lot of stress they think that this is the way life's going to be from here on in.
0: Fight. yeah yeah exactly and as one of our mentors mick said it, the media is there to alarm you that's they they dare to sell papers they do need to get that um, that sort of scared emotion running to uh yep. to, to, to make money out of what they do so um but yeah it's not going to be something that lasts forever um and, and the opportunity is there now to to do your research on the markets go back have a look at history and and those sort of things because it is uh, yeah with with every Every everything that happens, one door closes, another one opens. Exactly. There's always an opportunity at the end of it, the, the end of the tunnel, so.
1: Yeah, exactly right, and that's, and I suppose if any people do have concerns or some worries with, you know, if they are halfway through a building process, I think it's really important that they make sure and just, just address the conversations and what they're feeling to the builder they're dealing with. Really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Talk to talk to your builder, like, and I'm more than happy to. Like, we're going to open up, um, sort of like a Q and A, like. Yeah, it's yeah, program homes for for people all around Australia. Like we can't build everybody's home in well, can't build everyone's home in Toowoomba, nor do we want to build everybody's home in Toowoomba. But what we can do is is put a positive impact on people that are building a home, whether you're building a home up in, in Rocky or something like that or doing a renovation. Yep. Uh someone over in Perth, someone someone in India or, or America, if yep. they're doing something and, and like we're happy to have a chat because we learn things as well from having conversations with, with people and, and their situations and a lot of mistakes do get made. If we can learn from other people's mistakes, I'm happy to do that because that means I don't have to make that mistake. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and and one of my clients doesn't have to um, feel the pain. Go through it. that. Yeah. Go through that pain. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and like I'm, I don't profess to be perfect either. We do make mistakes, and, and the thing is, if you do make mistakes, you need to be able to own them and then move forward, create mm-hmm. a solution. So and then put a process in place so it doesn't happen again, and the next person isn't going to feel that that pain point. So yeah, exactly. Um, right. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would suggest having a chat firstly to your builder because they yep. should be able to, to help you out and, and yep. be very forthcoming in that. But yeah, we're we, and this, this, the podcast that you're doing right now, like I absolutely love it. We're going to jump on board and do something very similar um, in, in the short term. Yep. Not in the short term, but happen very soon and, yep. and hopefully continue it over the long term. But just to be able to educate people and give them the information like that, that's really what it's about. Um, if yeah. we can positively affect yeah. somebody's experience, as, as many people industry. as possible. Yeah, yeah. But so that's like, that's
1: if you get at least one person, well, you know, you've yeah, done something. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can ask a question to their builder which gets them a better result, then like that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's exactly yeah, what, what it's all about. So it certainly is. But um yeah, we well, just basically so yeah, if you guys have any questions or comments, just post them in the section below and we'll I'll be more than happy to help. Um, so, yeah, just with COVID-19 and what's going on in the world at the moment, it's not going to last forever. It's just a matter of hanging out, fight or flight, basically surviving, uh, What do and doing what you can with what's available and the resources we have at the moment, which is looking like a lot of online technology. Um, but, yeah, so... That's pretty much it for this day, this episode. This is Steve Glover from Paragon Homes. And um, whereabouts can you be found, Steve, if people are looking for more information about you?
0: Yeah, so I suppose Facebook's probably the best, um, just Paragon Homes. Um, yeah, and we're based into them. We do have a website on there as well, which gets updated uh, through our socials, but we're really trying to be active on, on, on Facebook. Um, yeah, so jump on there, search for us. If you want to give me a call, flick me an email. Happy to do that as well. All the details will be uh, on that um, Facebook or our, or our website and uh, or, or vice versa. Yeah, as I said, drop a, a comment um, below. I think I'm not sure if this is going at Facebook or, or where we'll be found. Or yeah, I'll, um, we'll
1: post it up on Facebook anyway. And then streaming platform. Yeah, yep. drop a
0: comment below. Like, and, and yourself too. You're, you're a young guy coming through, but that can be. Um, I suppose people can underestimate the amount of knowledge and value that you can you can add to there too because I know we've picked up through the building group we're in together uh, massive amounts of information and things that you do through your processes that are, that have benefited us as well. So, um, yeah, appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to, uh, I suppose, have a conversation and, um, yeah, if there's anything we can do to, to help, we're, uh, we're here for you.
1: Yeah, awesome stuff. All right, Steve, thanks for your time. Thanks very much, Joel.
0: That's it for this week's episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients, brought to you by Refined Space Constructions. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.